0: The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of The Olympic Channel.
1: Many times people actually don't really know what's going on behind the scenes because people just see the tip of iceberg. Everything else is what we do off court. Olympic, Olympic Channel podcast. Oh.
0: Hey, it's Ash Tulloch and welcome to the official Olympic Channel podcast. I am so excited to share this week's conversation with you because we have a brilliant guest. We talk society pressures, tennis, motherhood and so much more with formidable Anna Ivanovic. Hi. Hey. Nice to see you. Good Ah, good to see you too. Hi, there you are. Anna was just 20 years old when she won the French Open and became the number one women's tennis player in the world. And since retiring in 2016, she's had two boys with her husband, German football star Bastian Schweinsteiger, and she's been working on personal projects to help improve the lives of children worldwide. But I have to say that this was a really special opportunity because, yes, Anna has spent many, many, many years in the spotlight, but she considers herself to be quite shy and she does like her privacy for her and her family. So this was a rare and really revealing interview. Um, We discussed everything from life, guilty pleasures, which athletes she's excited about, and this year's French Open.
1: You're listening to the Olympic Channel Podcast.
0: Anna, it is so nice to catch up with you. Uh, The last time we spoke, you were still competing, uh, still on the court, but life has changed a little bit. Uh, What does a regular day in the life of Anna Ivanovic look like
1: nowadays? I know it's so hard to believe it's already been five years since I retired. But um, uh, actually, to be honest, I still I still do some traveling and some work. Um, but uh, most of my days are now kind of uh, uh, consumed by the, the the two little boys that, that I have, and um, I love spending time with them. And it's really. It's really such a joy and they grow up so quickly. So having these precious moments with them, it really means a lot for me. And I always said that I felt so grateful that I had my career um, at such a young age. So once I have my family, I can actually dedicate my time to them because I think being a working mom, uh, which I still am, it's very, very hard balance, you know. So uh, moms who work nine to five on daily basis, I mean, it is very intense.
0: Yeah, how how would you compare being a professional tennis player to motherhood? They're two quite different hats that you wear, but they're equally challenging. Which one has been more difficult, would you say?
1: I mean, really, being professionally traveling the world, playing under jet lag, uh, being under constant kind of pressure to perform and so on, it's very, very high demanding and you are sort of used to that constant pressure to perform and to be at your best. And then you think like, oh, whatever else comes, it's kind of easy. Uh, well, not not really. <laughs> being a mother has, of course, its beauties, but also its challenges. You know, like for four years, I don't, re- I didn't really sleep. So <laughs> that's that's just first challenge that comes to my mind. And also another thing, uh, being a parent uh, versus being a professional athlete, you have everything kind of planned out for you. You have your schedule, you have tournaments, and then you become mother, and nothing is in your control. You know, not not even when they're going to be born. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let alone anything else. So it is, is also beautiful, and children teach you so much, like, um, even just that to be in a moment, you know, and to let it go. Your day, your plan for this afternoon might change five times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, in some ways, that may have been how sport has. I guess, enabled you or helped you in motherhood? Because in sport, you do have to be flexible. You know, you do have to react. Is that something that you and your husband, uh, Basti Schweinsteiger, have managed to sort of, I guess, drawn from your professional careers as athletes with, with parenting?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely, and also the the endurance, you know, because there are so many moments when you are just really exhausted, you know, and you are like on the edge of survival, and you're like, how do I do it? How can a little human make three or two of adults like super tired? Because my parents are super involved, um, like with the with the kids, so um, you wonder this, but then you know, like, you you really pull pull from that what you had in the past and how you pulled through like tough moments and long matches and exhaustion and so on and um you applied kind of. But it's definitely it's very different. I mean of course you don't have that level of stress like you had when you played. It's very much like one smile and your world melts down. But um it's definitely beautiful but it it has its challenges of course.
0: Yeah, what has been I guess the biggest Um, change for you? Because transitioning from an athlete uh, to being a mother, and, and I know you're still, as you mentioned, traveling a lot, but what has been, I guess, the most interesting change or lesson that you've found in this transition?
1: Um, I must say a lot of people were kind of saying that once you retire, many people are afraid, you know, to to step away from the sport and start, let's say, a new life. Or, or a, and, and for me, I kind of, I, I, I had it in me and I had some physical problems anyway on the side. But for me, I really had a calling to do something different to give back in some way so for me i can't say the transition was that hard um it definitely was different and there were moments where i missed competing and traveling and i still do sometimes when i see my 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 friends competing and playing especially the big events um but i really am fulfilled with the with the part i've chosen and, and what i'm doing at the moment also for me it was very important to keep my work i started playing tennis when i was five so to kind of have no work and um you know it would be not something i would enjoy so i still want to work i still want to give back and finding that balance of course in the beginning when the kids are really little it's more towards you know them less towards work but then it starts to like even out a little bit you know and they start to go to school and so on so um it's definitely changing but um i i am really happy where where i'm at at the moment
0: Amazing! It's so beautiful that you speak about, I guess, this part of your life with such passion and such joy. Um, how old are the two boys at
1: the moment? Uh,
0: four, um, and
1: all two and a half, almost three. Yeah.
0: So they're still still keeping your hands full.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, they are. But they're they're super close, and 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 for me, just seeing them happy in you know with the good values and good hearts, for me, that's the most important. Do
0: they have any kind of concept of who their mum no. is or was? And, and what about what about dad?
1: No, no, we really, we don't talk to them about it at all. And uh, we want to keep it like that for as long as we can, really. Um, and uh, we just want them to grow up kind of having their own choices and their own passions. And we don't want to, to put any labels, you know, to them as well. So that's why we keep them quite private and we we want them to discover who
0: they are. Yeah, that must be quite a challenging thing for you to do, you know, because you're I think I can hear someone in the background. Is that one of the kids?
1: so sorry. I have
0: no other spot to go. No, no, no. I mean, this is life. This is reality. And I think that's the beautiful thing about you um, being so open about, you know, who you are and what your life looks like now. But at the same time, I'm intrigued how you balance that between trying to maintain a private life for your children, because, you know, you and and Basti are so well known around the world. But at the same time, you know, you're humans and, and
1: you want to keep things to yourself. That must be a tricky balance. Um, it is. It is sometimes, you know, especially when we travel back to to let's say Serbia or Germany, where people are naturally more interested to to for us and for our family. Um, and of course, it's not always possible, um, but uh, but we try our best. You know, we really um, really to choose um, you know the places uh, sometimes we go to, but again, we also want to give them as you know, natural uh, and normal upbringing. I take them everywhere.
0: <laughs> amazing. And what about in terms of sports equipment and toys? Do they have any kind of... I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but, you know, do they do they have um, any interest in any of the things that you guys are interested in or are they completely different children to you and Basti?
1: I mean, they both can already ski, which I think it's amazing because I just learned how to ski this year and they're they are already skiing, both of them. So I think this is really... (laughs) really cool um they're very different one one he really likes sports and is very active and the other one it's a little bit more artistic he really loves to read he loves to write and paint and so on oh
0: that's so beautiful i mean it's it's so cool that you've yeah, been able to, um, I guess, travel with them as well because in this day and age, there's so much going on in the world um, and I guess you want to protect them from um, from things, but at the same time, it's good for them to be able to understand what's going on. Um, how how are you, I guess, feeling about everything that's going on in the world at the moment? It's, it's uh, required a lot of deep breaths on my part.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. I think it's been intense. Um, in 10th few years, you know, for everyone for different reasons. And um, I really even though sometimes it scares me especially like thinking of kids you know and 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 so on and what future holds but like you say you really have to go back within and really try to feel what it is you want and what it is you like and um in these two years like really so many paths have kind of cleared out for me in a sense of like I can better see what's good for me and what's not and uh, and my feelings have I've been more in tune with my feelings you know and uh, and this is what I really appreciate and this is what I you know say to people like you really you have to stop thinking what society wants you to do, you have to think for yourself, like what it is you want, you know? And uh, some people change jobs. And it was a great opportunity also for people to 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 take a new path, to take a different challenge, you know? And I think uh, the strong ones um, can do it immediately. Someone maybe needs a little bit more work to, to realize where they are at and what they need to do. But I think the most important is just, like you say, you know, go back to the breath and really go back inside because that's where the answers are. Like you can't find answers looking outside or on internet, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get stuck in that vortex of swiping. I mean, we we spoke just before yeah. uh, bef- about sort of social media and, and you said you don't really um, do much of that. But do you find that sometimes you do have to take yourself away from it or are you quite good at separating yourself from you know that kind of stuff from the internet?
1: I think I'm very good at it because I we have like also around the kids we have policy like no tv no phone so uh, we really try to step away from from technology you know as as much as we can, you know, and to have the the the, the talks and the the contact and being a an nature and so on. So, uh, of course, it's not always easy. Like sometimes you take your phone and, you know, I don't know. You, for me personally, I started online shopping and then one hour later, I'm like, I'm still scrolling down. And I'm like, why, you know? Uh, so for me, that's, that's my guilt pleasure, let's say. <laughs> do you
0: do that thing where you scroll and you see a bunch of things and then you actually don't buy it? Because that's what I tend to do. I look at stuff and then I think, oh, my gosh, I didn't even buy anything.
1: I know, and what I do is like I sometimes put it in a basket so I remember what I liked and then.
0: Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, Obviously, being a mother has kept you uh, really busy. But what about, you know, I know we all went through various states of lockdowns over the last two years. Were you able to, I guess, I don't know, pick up any new hobbies or pick up the tennis racket? What what have you been able to do in that sense to keep yourself sane in terms of um, you know, physical activity?
1: Actually, yeah, a physical activity. Um, it's something that like, I'm super active with the boys. So that's something that I did not really have so much time to focus on. Um, I try to go to gym like twice or three times a week when I can, but it hasn't happened in the last few months, but I must say I was really busy for the last, um, almost year and a half now, actually working on a new project that it's gonna come out later this year. Well actually quite soon in a few months. So I'm super, super excited about it. I can't say much about it yet, but it is in beauty, and it's something that it's very like close to my heart, and it's very organic and natural, and um, yeah, I'm I'm very very excited. So I've been working a lot on that.
0: Wow, that is exciting. So this isn't an area that you've kind of explored before, because I know that you've done lots of different collaborations and and different collections and things with people, but this one's a bit different. In beauty,
1: yes, it's in beauty. It's 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 completely new, and it's something that. I always had passion for because I struggled to find something that works for me, that it's also natural and that, also protects the planet so now I really try to combine all that in creating this product so I'm really excited (laughs) I'll talk to you about it more next time
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I know I don't want to start quizzing you about it more but we'll leave it there (laughs) Um, you know you said that you go to the gym and and do things like that but what about tennis where does tennis sit um, in your life nowadays is it something you watch is it something
1: that you get to do much of I mean, tennis has been such a big part of my life, you know, and it's been... Uh, I always say tennis has been my first love, you know, and uh, and of course I still follow, especially I still have friends who play. Um, I do not watch, unfortunately, as much as I used to because of uh, not so much TV at home but uh, and also not so much time, but I, I definitely follow. You know, it's really nice to see new faces um, and uh, I play a little bit, uh, but most of my tennis uh, games are with my husband at the moment. Um, but I really hope in the next, well, like I said, it's been quite a busy year, but hopefully in the next year I can pick up a little bit more and um, also play some exhibitions. Like this is something that I would like to kind of get back I'm not ready yet to play the legends but I think <laughs> exhibitions and so on legends still need to wait a few years because I still have friends who are playing so I, I feel like I'm not that old
0: yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what happens when you become number one uh, and win a Grand Slam when you're 20 years old. You know, you got into the game so young. Um, but you mentioned you mentioned um, sometimes having a hit with Basti. How, how was that going? Is it very competitive between you two? Because I imagine that his skill is not quite at the same level as yours when it comes to tennis, right?
1: <laughs> no, but he's very competitive and he's still trying super hard. And uh, we played at every game, he gets 30 love, and then we play and he can maybe manage to get a game or two but (laughs) I I sometimes um, sometimes I I make him work hard for the points sometimes I let him (laughs) win a game when he deserves (laughs) Uh, but it's really really fun because we played a lot in the lockdown and he got really really good (laughs) and I was like maybe we take a little break (laughs) (laughs) it was really fun
0: maybe we try swimming (laughs) exactly (laughs) Well, I'm sure you've still got your uh, your strong forehand there. And what about football? Do you guys ever, I mean, do you watch
1: football? Oh, do you? I can't kick a ball, really. I can't kick a ball to save my life. Like we played, um, because when there are grass tournaments and in Indian Wells, there is always like a big grass area. And sometimes tennis players use this area to warm up and they use it to warm up with a the, with the ball. And I don't know if you remember Maria Kirilenko. I used to play doubles with her when I was starting. And we were in, in Holland playing a tournament and she loved to kick a ball and she like let's warm up with the ball. I'm like, please no. I like I know I will twist my ankle. She's like, no, come on, we just kick, kick like kick a ball a few times. Sure enough, I twisted my ankle, and I'm like, this is not right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you 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 have enough other skills. It's okay if you're not good at everything. <laughs>
1: yeah there's there are many things i'm not good at
0: (laughs) well you're human and we love that um you mentioned you mentioned you've still got friends playing uh and you mentioned sort of the next generation coming through um who who are the people that you are excited about there's a lot of young ones coming through i mean uh english vertik uh 20 years old currently number one i mean amazing
1: yeah, I really like her style of the game, you know, it's a it little bit reminds me of my game, you know, especially when I saw her, um, when she won uh, Roland Garros the, the first year, I think it was 2020. And she really like likes to run around her forehand. And she has really interesting game. I also like Badosa, like she has a very powerful game. And she's also exciting to to watch. Maria Sakari, like she's such a great fighter, you know, and um and the Serbians, like, I'm very also close to the Greeks, so I always like to see them do so well. So um, it's really nice to see her as well doing uh, good. Gabina Mugoroza also had a great finish to the last season. Um, and, um, yeah, she's the one of um, the ones I still played with, or Angeli Kerber and Serana Kistea. So yeah, Um, but it is exciting, and also the Ons. She won Madrid, and she has very interesting game because she has such an amazing hands and to use the variety, um, similar to Ash Barty. I mean, she she was such an exciting player to watch
0: yeah and I think that's that's what we love about tennis is that particularly in the women's game there is so many uh I guess exciting people coming through um and they really have this fantastic personality I mean Ash is a great example um but I have to say you know there were also a lot of people who were surprised to see her retire um and and potentially maybe that you know maybe that's something we're going to see more of with younger athletes who say hey I'm going to peak and then I'm going to retire um what, what what do you think do you- you think that that's potentially something that we're going to see more across not just tennis but other sports?
1: Super hard to say because it's very individual because there are some players who really find it hard to step away from the game uh, but then there, um, there are other players who um, who really feel like they, they reach everything they want to reach and, and it is very different. Um, I always tell people it's very different men's game and women's game. There is so much Strangely, but there is a lot more pressure on women to um, to 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 perform, to be constantly on top. Um, men don't don't handle it the same way. I think, like, of course, women we are maybe more emotional, so it is it is uh, very very challenging. So I think what Serena achieved, it's 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 great, you know, and it's going to be very hard to 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 repeat. Um, but I think also the game changed so much because when I started playing, there was no social media, so we we still had pressures, we still had. Um, media after every match and I think this is really um you know Os- Osaka she talked a lot about like mental struggles and mental pressure she has and you know everyone has that i think you know it's just how everyone handles it and it's it's not always nice it's not always easy but people find a different way to to manage it um like again i always try to think okay go within you and it was during the times of my career sometimes it was very hard because i was very much focused on external um, on results on what people think and so on and then you realize that actually that's not what matters it's what comes from inside so i think mental part of the game it's becoming so much more important than it ever was um so um yeah I think depending on that on the mental uh, strength or willingness or, or or choices I think people will so I think we will always have people who will retire earlier maybe some who will retire later I mean if you go back Martina Hingis you know even Justine Nan at 27 so um I think it's it's like I said it's very individual and it's again what people see their life after tennis.
0: And and it's also, you know, that support around the people as well because I think as media there is a huge responsibility to to be uh honest and to be kind, you know, because I think as you as you sort of touched on with social media, there's so many pressures on athletes, as well as the sponsors, as well as, you know, the own pressure. A lot of athletes always say that the pressure that they get from other places is nowhere near the amount of pressure that they actually create from within themselves.
1: What I think um, as well is that so many times and what upset me, I remember, you know, it was that many times people actually don't really know what's going on behind the scenes because people just see the tip of iceberg. Everything else is what we do off court, what we do um in a preseason, what we do in training weeks, what we do before matches, and no one sees that. And no one really like. Why would I want to talk about all these details? I don't. Well, me personally. So people make judgment according to what they see, which is not always the full. Well, most of the time, it's not the full story, and that's why it can get really hard for players to to kind of get over it. You know, because they know that the truth is different. You know, and uh, and I think that's that's also the the hard part. So I think we have to be more gentle towards one another, and um, yeah, and support. I guess
0: yeah I totally agree i totally agree, especially with this pandemic. I think a lot of us have realized that kindness is so much more important than ever before because you just don't you also just don't know what people are going through um and yeah as as you say, everyone is probably going through something within their own sort of mental health i'm I'm wondering if you know do any young athletes come to you and ask for advice, or or reach out to you for any sort of support? Mm,
1: not, not really. No, I I'm very much in touch with Angela Kerber. So me and her talk a lot about that. And uh, but of course we are same generations and uh, same generation. And I talk to her a lot before my retirement as well. So um, we we talk a lot about these emotions and what uh, what we go through, you know. And it's um, it's hard. You know, I don't think you have that many people you can kind of um, talk to, you know, and, and like we have a big teams and sometimes you can um, trust your team and, and tell them how you feel. But again, most of the time, it's men who would give you a logical answer. And sometimes that's not what we need.
0: <laughs> yeah. And everyone's so, so, so different as well. You know, I can't walk in your shoes and you can't walk in mine. Um so, yeah, it's an it's an interesting world <laughs> that we live in. Um I I can't help but ask you about the French Open because can you believe it's been 14 years no. since you won at Roland Garros?
1: Makes me feel very old. <laughs> you don't look old. <laughs> Thank you. Um that's really incredible. And um Um, I'm going to go to Paris again this year so um, Paris has always been such a special place for me and uh, like I said I'm I'm in Belgrade at the moment and I haven't been for two and a half years since pandemic and it's really like you know heartbreaking that I didn't have opportunity to come here earlier Um, and here I have all the pictures and trophies and and everything so um, I was just yesterday thinking how much emotions it brings back and I'm like it's kind of still bittersweet to look at I'm like I don't know if I can look at it or I don't want to look at it or, uh, but it's really it's really so so um emotional and um it was such an amazing time for me yeah
0: does it even make you i don't know think about coming back or does that feel like a past life and you've moved on?
1: <laughs> it feels like a past life really um, like I said tennis has been such a big part and I would love to play some exhibitions and so on but um, I'm really really happy where I'm at the moment uh, you know with with the kids, with the family and with my new projects and with the, the projects I'm already working with so um, I'm really super happy and I want to build on that and tr- try to find also ways to um, to still give back and to, to encourage young people to to keep on on pursuing their dreams you know not the dreams of someone else and uh, uh, because society puts so much pressure on how we should think and what we should do and I think it's so important for people to go back especially the teenagers you know because the most pressure is on them and uh, and I think just for them to choose what their calling is and not what society thinks they should be doing.
0: It's tricky isn't it because yeah yeah you can't sort of navigate through life without having pressure but it's always going to be there um is is what what's your sort of i guess not tips and tricks but what is the thing that helps centers you when you're trying to make a difficult decision
1: well I don't think pressure uh, pressure is bad I think pressure is good because pressure pushes you to do more and um, and to do better and even sometimes having fears it's also the way uh, to push yourself forward so this is not bad it's what you do with it you know and how you react to it. Um, so I think, like, like for me personally, and this is something that I learned, um, unfortunately, maybe a little too late, um, it's exactly that, you know, to just follow your heart. Because um, if you do things for others it will not make you fulfilled. And if you do things for yourself, even if you make mistakes, it's your own and you have to own it and And for me, just like taking the breath, you know and and being center and really checking it with your own heart and with your intuition because we all have it. We just live so quick that we get away from it. So I think going back to that, and it's not always easy, you know, especially when the stress piles up or so on, but really taking these moments to be quiet and to and to um yeah and to and to go back really inside that's the the key. <laughs> I feel like I probably need to wrap it up
0: shortly because I know that you've got some, some action going yeah, on no, around okay. the house <laughs> It's
1: okay, I'm just uh, so sorry for the sounds
0: um, And just lastly, I, I wanted to ask you just because you know we, were, we touched on Roland Garros before um, is, there, is there anyone you're particularly excited about for this tournament? Because it's at a time of the year where we're still sort of building up but at the same time clay season is, is quite, quite
1: special I think I'm really um, interested to see how Iga will go um, this year. And I must say, after watching Ons in uh, Madrid, I think it will be really, really interesting because, like I said, she has very very um, unusual game. And I think this is super, super nice to see. When I played, we had Moresmo, Justine. like They had different kinds of game, Patty Schneider. And now it's a little bit more um, different style as well. So to have someone like her, I think this will be super interesting to, to see. And and Paula Bedos also. I, I really like her. And Carlos Alcaraz. I think he's done really amazing last few weeks. And I'm really interested in how he will do.
0: Oh, isn't it just fantastic? Yeah, it really is. And also, you know, and I have to say, as 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 someone who's here living in Spain and, and seeing how they're so excited. And there's a little bit of talk, you know, of people saying, oh, he's the next Rafa Nadal.
1: And it's like, look at this guy. He's stepping into his own. I know, and, and uh, I haven't seen much of his interviews, but I've seen some, and he seems quite you know, confident and quite down-to-earth, so it will be really interesting to see how um, he develops as a player.
0: And he, he dismissed um, your fellow Serbian Novak Djokovic the other day, didn't he?
1: <laughs> he was an amazing tournament in Madrid. He also beat Nadal. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, 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 super, super cool. Hey, I was just thinking of you watching sports, Um 'Cause I'm assuming you're still quite a competitive person. Very.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and you're married to a, a, a former football icon in, in, in Germany. So I mean the two of you, are you quite what is it like when you two are watching sport? Are you animated? Are you quiet? Are you noisy? What are you guys
1: like? <laughs> we we do watch a lot of I mean. A lot of soccer because uh, my my husband he still works um, a lot um, around soccer so he um, he always says it's his job <laughs> so we do watch and I must say like sometimes I don't like I don't relate to many teams but I get super nervous as the game progresses and it's like towards the end and it's like really tight or, or maybe there is a penalty I get super super wind up so I'm like oh it's much easier to play than to
0: watch <laughs> oh that's that's fair enough well I look forward to seeing you uh, courtside somewhere I'm sure at Roland Garros uh, over the the next few weeks enjoying the tennis it's, it's going to be exciting to see what happens there um, yeah. and And you yourself, thank you so much for your time. It's been such a pleasure to catch up.
1: Yes, me too.
0: Thank you so much, Ash. It was really fun talking to you.
1: Think like an Olympian.
0: Big thanks to Anna for taking the time to chat. And gosh, as you will have heard, not only is she talented and smart and really modest, she is so genuine. Uh, what a breath of fresh air. That was that was so cool. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for listening. I also love the fact that a couple of times her kids sort of popped in uh, mid-conversation. But, you know, that's part of being a parent. That's part of the juggling act. <laughs> anyway, I'll be back next week, and we're going to be talking gymnastics with an Olympic champion. So be sure to tune in. Thanks again for listening. Until then, stay safe, take it easy. I'm Ash Tulloch, and I'll catch you next week.
1: That was the Olympic Channel podcast.